This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. I'm back from my vacation, so we are back with a new episode this week. Um, so this week's episode um, is going to be uh, not as nearly light and fun as the last couple episodes that I've done, but that's okay because sometimes the conversations that we have, uh, especially in government, aren't uh, as fun as we want them to be at times. Um, but there is a lighter side of this as well, which is uh, the hope that, um, what I'm speaking about can bring to our community. So you're sitting there going, wow, what is he even talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is an upcoming summit, um, that we will be hosting here in the city of Crestview. Uh, the summit is to service the entire, uh, panhandle region of the state. Um, but we'll be hosting here. And to talk about that, I have, uh, the, um, man, the myth, the legend that will be, um, heading this up for us and been doing a lot of the work and the coordination and all those things as he does with a lot of things that we do here in Crestview. And that's our uh, mayor, uh, JB Witten, uh, Mr. Uh, Witten, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, uh, no problem. I know it's, um, I know you're busy. Uh, so I just appreciate you coming in taking the time and, and also just, I appreciate, I'm saying to you from our community in general, I really appreciate what, uh, you are, um, trying to do with this summit. And, and what it is. So what is it? Well, it's related to um, opioid overdose, right? Ab- absolutely. And uh, the title is actually called the Overdose Summit, because that's what we're going to address, the unbelievable amount of people we have dying from overdosing, even those that aren't dying. Overdosing is just a uh, traumatic thing to happen to anybody, and, and, and it affects the whole family. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. I mean, uh, and when you you right so so some people tragically lose their lives to an overdose some people manage to survive sometimes uh first responders are able to get there with narcan or naloxone and which is something that one of the the key uh partner that we're working with uh for the summit uh that's something they can help communities get and provide and that's uh project opioid right yeah a- absolutely and getting back to the numbers, though, over 100,000 Americans lost their lives last year to opioid overdose. Yes. 100,000 people. That's incredible. That That's a CDC statistic, and I think I saw that they were estimating about 7,800 of those were in Florida. Um, so, I mean, that sounds like it pretty much hits all of the United States. Yeah, it, it sure does. And the individual that really caught my attention is the founder and CEO of Project Opioid, the the organization you just mentioned. Uh, He's home-based in Orlando. And about six months ago, I tuned into a webinar he had, and and I just saw statistics that blew me away. And I said, we have got to get the word out because people know there's a problem. They don't know how bad it is. Yeah, or what they can do about it, right? Right. So that's usually what happens a lot of times is you see things in your community, 
but you don't understand what you can do or how you can help. And that's what's going to be really cool about the summit is I know that there's going to be a portion of the summit where you'll speak and um, the gentleman with Project Opioid, what's his name? That is Andre Bailey. Andre Bailey. So Mr. Bailey will speak um, and then there will actually be in the afternoon... Uh, there will be breakout sessions, correct? Sure, absolutely. And that's an opportunity for people to get even more information and understanding, you know, um, of how that goes. And I, I do want to preface this now, right at the top, um, a, a couple things real quick. This this summit will take place September 30th at the community center. Correct. Um, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Right. Now it is free to the public. Absolutely. The whole public. The whole public. Anybody can That's show correct. Up. The whole public. It is free um, for the whole Panhandle region. So if you're so hear this on the radio and you're a couple counties over, you're invited. However, we have to know you're coming, so you must register. That's right. Um, that's right. That's where I was going with that. Okay. So it's free, but we are asking um, that uh, people register for the summit, so we know how many um, um, people we'll have there. Uh, part of that is because we have some wonderful community partners that will be providing breakfast. Uh, that's Florida Power and Light that's doing that, correct? Absolutely, yes. And then we have um, Eglin Federal Credit Union will be providing lunch. That's right. So breakfast and lunch will be provided. Um, uh, all this information, you know, again, it's free to the public. Um, all of our communities, the surrounding areas, uh, we really hope people will engage in this and come uh, but you do have to register registration can be found on our website there's instructions there um www.cityofcrestview.org uh there's a link on our social media as well for it um if you find the post and we're going to post again and again as we get closer to the deadline for registration so that people will continue to see that and have the opportunity to sign up uh we've distributed flyers within the community uh next week i believe peyton and i are going to go up and down Main Street and um, see if the businesses will put up the flyers as well. Uh, on those flyers, there's a QR code. Just hold your cell phone up to it if you have a smartphone, right. and it takes you straight to the link. Um, now, uh, with that kind of stuff out of the way, I would like for us to take a few minutes to kind of talk about what you'll be talking about. So what are some of the things that uh, will be covered during the summit, besides just the general understanding that opioids are causing overdoses? Well, what, uh, what Andre will bring to the public are statistics, not just for the state of Florida, but for our county, for our cities, uh, asking them to make sure he covers at least Northwest Florida, because that's, that's the region we're trying to attract the sure. most, you know, because they're the closest cities to us. Uh, he has all kinds of a database and he's going to bring that in and be able to share it with everybody. So you can really get tuned in to how it affects your particular area. Instead of being some ambiguous number for the state, or for the nation, or for whatever, you can say, here in Crestview, uh, here's how many overdoses we're, uh, we're experiencing. And, and, I, and I think uh, you're probably aware, we have people, our uh, first responders are reacting to people being overdosed in our city. And, uh, and, and then I tell people, every single one that they're administering is a potential death. Right. You know, maybe they wouldn't have died if they didn't get Narcan, but maybe they would have. And so... Uh, we, we, we've got to take this very, very seriously. I, I agree with you. And, you know, I know there's going to be people that will listen to this or people that will hear this on the radio or see the, uh, you know, the, the materials for us inviting people to the summit. And they'll say, why should I care? Why does, uh, you know, like I, a drug addict, that's their own problem or they're doing their, and, and some of that, that's just an attitude we have. And some people don't think of 
uh, drug addiction as a disease. I personally do think of drug addiction as a disease. I know that there are a lot of people that get in a situation where they've become an addict, they want help, they want to seek help or treatment, they don't understand how to get to the resources and things like that that they need. I know 211 is an easy one that people can call to try to get access to some of those resources. We have a resource page on our website as well with links um, to some places that can help. Um, but sometimes uh, having family members that understand how to help someone uh, yeah. is but, but but you know uh, getting back to yeah let's just throw everybody in jail or say yeah they want to be druggies leave them alone <clears throat> sometimes and it's it's happening more and more the people don't even know what is in the drugs they're taking right because the new mode right now is our a lot of the opioids are being laced with fentanyl which you know is a killer so sometimes you get a light dose and you get high the next time you get a heavy dose and you die. And they're even disguising it in what looks like over-the-counter drugs. You might pick out a drug that you think you would normally take. Um, some people don't think it's uh, a bad thing to smoke marijuana. They actually can spray fentanyl on marijuana to get people high. So, But, but there's no control of right. how much fentanyl is going in there. And so people do not, literally do not know what they're taking many times. They're playing Russian roulette in my, in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree with you on that one. It's uh, it's a problem within a problem, right? So you have a situation where you have, um, and, and we mentioned it is Project Opioid, but like you just said, it the the issue with the fentanyl is not just, um, not just someone who's shooting up heroin or... Um, or, or a very heavy like drug addict that you may see, um, you know, in the street that's homeless, sleeping on a bench or something like that. I mean, that that's our idea a lot of times of what someone that might be affected by this looks like. When in reality, th that's not always the case. In some situations, uh, some people have a surgery or a bad injury. They take prescription medication for a while they get addicted they don't have the prescription medication anymore and they go seek it they go somewhere on the streets else. and get it exactly and and they don't know what they're getting and then you have uh the this ability for these drug dealers to create these synthetic drugs um which has gotten a lot worse you know you and i had spoke a little bit about it yesterday and i just want to bring it up so fentanyl was really bad and it was coming in um, from China, the pharmaceutical version of it. And I believe it was President Trump had passed a ban on it. was like, we're not going to have fentanyl here anymore. Well, that opened the black market for it. And at that point, what started happening is um, it started getting produced synthetically. Well, I mean, it was always synthetically, but not by pharmaceutical companies in very uncontrolled situations on the black market. A lot of it coming from Mexico um, and a couple uh, Southeast Asian countries, I think, where they're, they're basically just cooking it in a pot and a yard somewhere and then sending it over here. And they're just, they call it stepping. I'm not gonna, I've watched a lot of documentaries about this stuff. <laughs> That's why I seem knowledgeable about yeah. it, but they mix it with the other drugs so they can, so it'll be stronger. So it'll sell more and, and people get a hold of things and they have no idea what they have. Yeah. And, and you know, the, one of the key elements of this summit, because Andre Bailey said this in a meeting I had with him yesterday uh, we're not going to eradicate this drug. It's, Absolutely it's, not. It's not going to go away. Right. What we want to do is edu educate our people what's out there and come up with a plan. How can we at least reduce the usages out there? Or <clears throat> if people are going to use it, how can we How can we help them survive? Right. Because 
Absolutely, right? 100%. That's why I, we, you know, I mentioned the naloxone, the Narcan. Um, with the right training, even a regular civilian can have that uh, in their safety kit, their 24-hour kit, what have you. Um, emergency kit, whatever you want to call yours. Uh, I know sometimes they have to be at certain temperatures, so you can't really like ride around with it in your car all sure, the time yeah. or whatever. All but right. the, the reality of it is, is the some... I'm trying to think of, you know, I, when I think of this, I, I've seen people overdose, right? And it, and it was like, well, what can you do? You you know, you call a first responder or something like that. But there are people in our area, especially uh, that are in rural areas. and It, it might be too late. Right. By the time the first responder gets there, it may be too late. Exactly. And so, you know, if, you, if you've got some experience, you understand what you, you know, the signs, you see what you're looking for, you understand how to use the the Narcan or something like that on, on yourself or the other individual, you know, you, you save someone's life. And some people might say, well, you save their life. They're just going to turn around and do it again. That's, that's a possibility. And that may happen. I talked to a deputy a couple of weeks ago. That's exactly what happened. They said they, they went in there and they saved somebody and a week later, uh, they went and they couldn't save them. Right. So. And, and that's just one of the many grim realities of dealing with drug addiction in itself and addiction in general. Um, you know, is, is that, that in itself yeah you know in many cases people uh, who aren't addicted just say well just stop using them they really don't understand how powerful that addiction is uh people would like to quit sometimes they just can't do it on their own so we have to provide them resources which is something we will do at this summit we will have tables set up around Mm -hmm. the perimeter or the community center where there will be resources that people can uh, pick up pamphlets, talk to people, and find out what's out there to help our people. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so the the summit itself is a multifaceted approach, right? We're going to have community partners that are going to be there with resources like you spoke of. I mean, there's so many, I, I can't name them all right now. We have a lot of them. Some of them are health-filled. Some of them are mental health-filled, um, internal medicine. There's some that are groups that just deal with drug addicts or um, homelessness and other things like that. Uh, but in addition to that, you'll have some experts that speak. And then once again, like I said, there'll be those breakout sessions in the afternoon where people can get more specific information about what they want to learn about. And, and this is not something that you only, you know, it's not one of those things where it's like, well, I don't know anyone that's a drug addict, so I don't really think I should come. Um, it's for, it's for everyone because this affects our entire community, right? Like I said, at the top end, you know, um, Sometimes we see a problem and we don't understand how to help, but we want to help because we're just people. And that's usually what most good people want to do. You know, this is another opportunity for you to get an understanding of what you can do to help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you're right. Uh, People would feel helpless if they came across someone that had an overdose of what what do I do? And and what they would do is call 911. And that may be fast enough and may not be fast enough. So uh, we want to give people the tools. In fact, Andre said yesterday uh, he will bring a, uh, I'll call it an antidote, uh, like Narcan that's at least two times more powerful than Narcan. Uh, and I don't remember the name of the uh, what he's bringing, but he said he's going to try to bring them uh, in order to supply us with some right at the, at the summit. Wow. Okay. So that some people will have that. Yeah. Um, but you also need the education. Right. I was going to say, you have to, you have to have the training. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the first responders have to have the training in sure. order to carry it. I mean, it, you can't just like get it from the pharmacy and, you know, it's it, it takes uh, takes some understanding and some education 
uh, that goes along with it because it in itself is a pharmaceutical drug. So you have to understand what you're doing with it. Um, is there is there uh, anything in particular? Um, I guess I kind of I kind of want to get a. I know you, you said you had heard him speak, but I know that you also you spent a lot of time working with the, with our local homeless community um, and and stuff like that. Is that is that kind of part of what also drove you to decide to do the summit? Or well, uh, I mean, there is a correlation. A certain percentage of homeless people are addicted to either alcohol or drugs. But it really was uh, his webinar that I that I that I uh, went to, and I just saw stats that blew my mind away. And I said, the average person doesn't know this, and how do we get to, how do we get that information to them? So even though this is regional, and I did that in order to bring in as many people as possible, but a lot of people say, uh, well, is it really? Uh, for Crestview, do we really have a problem here? And you were with me yesterday uh, when I talked to some of the first responders, and they were saying how many how many people they respond to, and it'll blow your mind just just hearing Crestview. And again, every one of those is a potential death. Right. Yeah. I mean, every overdose. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, um, yeah. And it and and to me, it's just I hadn't. I don't know why I hadn't thought about it, but the but the what some people would consider more recreational drugs being laced with the fentanyl now. And then I, I did some research on that and, and there's certain ones, uh, some party drugs, for instance, like MDMA or what some people call ecstasy or Molly, they're lacing that with fentanyl now. So there, I actually just read a thing where a guy's in trouble. I think a couple counties over maybe South Alabama uh, for him and his 15 year old girlfriend, I'm going to assume they took ecstasy most likely and she died. Uh, and it, because it was laced, you know, with fentanyl and, um, obviously don't do drugs. Let me, <laughs> let me just say that. <laughs> the, the, the other thing we're doing, and I haven't completed it yet. I'll probably be doing it this afternoon. I'm interviewing a couple of families who have been directly impacted by having a family member die from an overdose. Oh, wow. And we will have them, uh, be able to talk to the crowd. I think I think that is really uh, will be really impactful to do that. Yeah, I'm sure. I remember um, we had a council meeting and you read a proclamation and we had two ladies that were there and both of them had lost uh, loved ones to. Um, I'm not sure if it was opioids specifically, but I know it was overdoses. Um, and that was very uh, it was very impactful for me because you because you're right. Like so. If you're an average person, you live in a middle-class neighborhood, you drive to work every day, you drive, go to the grocery store, you can, you know, you come home, you do your thing, maybe you guys go to the beach every now and then, you spend a bunch of time with your family at the ball fields, soccer fields, gymnastics, whatever you're doing, volleyball, kids at school, band, all that kind of stuff. You're probably not normally interacting with what you think are the people that would be doing this or be dealing with this, um, but we all know in reality drugs go across all, all right. social stratas and across all you know levels of income and things like that um but even still the point that i was trying to get at is sometimes when things aren't right in front of us and it's just human nature you know we we don't think about them often you know or we don't feel like we're affected and we by don't them. process the uh, the full impact of that until you you see someone or know someone that's been affected by that. That's when it really sinks in with you. Right. And, and sometimes just hearing that story, 
you know, provides that empathy and you make that connection at that point. And, you know, maybe it wasn't my brother, but I can see how much this person is hurting or what it, they've It really lost. has that effect. Uh, before I moved here, I actually, I worked uh, with the United Way of Tampa Bay and we brought in people that were affected by different things. And the effect it had on the audience was, was really incredible. Yeah. I, I, I imagine that, that it, for some people that, you know, that might be the first time they hear a story about something like that. And I know that I know that it's easy sometimes for individuals, even myself, we get jaded sometimes, right? Because Yeah, it does, doesn't the, affect me. We're so. blasted by the media about it constantly or we just it, right, it doesn't affect me. I don't have to deal with it, but um community issues have to be solved by a community. And that's and this is one of those things um that I feel like it is, right? It is a community issue. No, I'm not asking you to go out and fight drug dealers or anything like that, but you can still participate in trying to help our community by getting this information and knowledge and sometimes just having the information and sharing it with someone else. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been touring around different uh, different organizations, even different cities talking about it, and here's a, who I, what I always tell them. It's not about me. It's not about the city of Crestview. It's about all of us coming together to save our citizens. That's what it's all about. Yes, sir. No, I, I fully agree. I mean, pretty much everything we do, I try to make sure, especially over on, on this podcast, because I know more than just citizens of Crestview listen to this, but we've always had the unique opportunity in Crestview to serve our surrounding area as well. Because where we sit within the county and what's around us, not everyone that comes to Crestview every day is a citizen of Crestview, but that doesn't mean that they aren't part of our community and that we don't want to provide opportunity for sure, all of them yeah. as well, right? So um, I think that that engagement within the summit and the information that's there is just another opportunity for us to be able to do that. Come together as a community, but also take that back to, if you come over here from Santa Rosa County, or if you come over here from South Alabama, or, you know, like in, anywhere the radio station's going to reach, which is pretty far, um, you come over here, participate in this, you're going to take that information back with you, that knowledge back with you, you share it with someone else, they share it with someone else, um, because the reality of this is, especially with anything related to fentanyl, um, it, it's, it's prevalent everywhere. It really is. Like, I know that some places are seeing it more than others. Uh, I think Florida is one of the states that's probably seeing it more. And I th it's like a, a higher Michigan in a recent um, documentary I watched. But all of those things aside, you know, this isn't something that's unique, unique to some specific place. Like you spoke earlier, like Pro Project W being out of Orlando, this isn't just unique to Orlando. So being able to have that information and, and have that knowledge within our own community, I think is going to be very impactful. All right. And, and again, the key is, please, please, you can't just show up. You have to register. <laughs> we, we have to know uh, how many people are coming in order to have the proper seating, in order to have the pro proper amount of food and all that kind of stuff. Uh, don't be confused now. When, when you RSVP, you're actually going to go – to the Northwest Florida League of Cities That's correct. registration because we're partnering with them. They're going to do all the registration, do the reporting back to me and everything. So this is a, it's a city thing. It's a Northwest Florida 
uh, League of Cities thing. It's a Project Opioid thing. It's a great partnership involving everybody. Yes, sir. And, and we've, we've got some people from the health department and um, some other organizations. So, yeah. And, and just a reminder on that, uh, free to the public, September 30th at the community center, uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Do register. The way you do the registration, again, is you can go to our website, www.cityofcrestview.org. Um, there's a, a link on the front page. You can also look at the calendar and go to September 30th, and there's a link there as well. Again, our social media at City of Crestview, uh, there's a link. You may see a flyer, QR code there. We've made it pretty easy for you to be able to register because we want people to register and we want people to participate. I'd just like to add one thing to that. Sure. If, if you are not computer savvy and cannot do that, call my office. Okay. And we will register you for you. All right. What's the... It will be 850-682-3812. We'll take care of you. So 850-682-3812, correct? Yes, correct. And and yes, you can call in the uh, mayor's assistant. Uh, She will uh, help you get registered. Um, So you actually don't necessarily... So if you hear this on the radio or... um, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably tech savvy enough to register. But if you hear this on the radio and that's, you know, how you're getting some of this information, absolutely uh, give us a call um, and and do the registration that way. Um, also, uh, if, if you can't seem to get through there, you can also just call 850-682-1560, which is City Hall. And there's also an extension that will get you to the mayor's office that way as well. Um uh, so, uh, Mr. Mayor, that's pretty much it on the time. You know, we reiterated everything. Um, like I said, this was kind of a heavy topic, but it is something that um, we are dealing with here in our community and in communities in the whole panhandle, which is why you felt like it was important to include Absolutely. the entire panhandle. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, we really hope the community will join us on this day and um, people will get some information uh, that will hopefully save people's lives. Let me close on a good note. Sure. Because everybody says we have such a traffic problem in Crestview. <laughs> 9 a.m. is a good time to be coming into the city. That's true. 3 p.m. is a great time to be leaving the city. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. Both of those things are absolutely correct. You will be going in the opposite direction of most of the traffic at those times. So you should be able to get here in a timely fashion. Um, well, sir, I really appreciate you, like I said, once again, taking the time to come in and and um, sit down with me and talk about this today. Uh, uh, you know, I... To me, I think this is just a great opportunity for our community, and I hope that we get tons of participation within it. I think we've got some pretty good participation from the sign-up number so far. We just want some more people to sign up as well. Um, and uh, as always, I'm going to say this, and here's just another reason why uh, your local government affects you more than the federal government or the state government does on a daily basis. So pay attention to what your local government's doing. Um whether it be an opioid summit or the grand opening of the Bush house, which was the last episode, if you listen to it or, or the episode before, I can't remember, but we actually just did it yesterday. So that museum's open. There's so much going on all the time. Um, and also come to a city council meeting. There's open comments at the end. If you have something you'd like to speak about, even if it's not on the agenda, you're allowed to do that at the end of the council meeting because it's a public meeting and that's the whole point, right? So if, if you feel like we're failing you in some way, we, we need you to let us know. Or if you feel like we're rocking it in some way, we want you to let us know. You know, either way, um, we really appreciate that feedback. Um, I do want to say thank you to WAAZ WJSB for getting these out for us on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., 
and to just all of our community partners in general, all of our citizens and all the people in the surrounding community that that call Crestview home. Even if you don't live within the city limits, you still participate with us within the community, and we really appreciate that. And so, like I said, as always, thank you for being here. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Crestview. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.